Here we go, Michael. I just want to disclaimer to you that I have pressed the record button. So if you want to say something inappropriately, yeah. <laughs> don't do it now. <laughs> I noticed the button. I may be sleepy still, but I noticed it. Right. We are recording an hour earlier than normal, so Michael is fresh out of the shower. Yeah, pretty much. All right, you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 24 of Two Nerds Maybe More. My name is Michael, and with me, as always, is Marty. Marty, how are you doing today? What is going on? And we're here! <laughs> Yay! Yay! We are here, indeed. I'm, I'm doing fine. I'm doing good, Michael. Uh, the world is, is calm. Uh, my world is calm. I have to say, so no, nothing, nothing to report. Uh, I actually did have something I wanted to talk about, uh, something that I, I I read on I don't know Tuesday or something, uh, or something like that. So I was like, hey, that's something I can bring up. Uh, I just need to remember that I re- read this. Maybe I should write it down somewhere. I didn't write it down, uh, <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> so you don't remember it? I don't remember it. Okay. All right, well, we're back, and this is um, this is another episode, but it's just us today. We don't have a guest. No. Um, am I the only one who found it a little bit difficult trying to figure out topics after the amazing episode that we had last week? No, yeah. No. You're, yeah, yes. Yes, you're... No. No, you're not the only one. Yes, it's difficult. Okay. That's... Yeah, that's... Speaking. Did you just even, wake up, too? Even speaking is hard a week after <laughs> that amazing episode. <laughs> Uh, yeah, last week was great, and then I was pretty much just still in shock over the whole week. But let's get on with it. Let's uh, let's talk about what we've been watching. Would you like to start? Do you want me to start? What's going on here? Yeah, I can, I, I can jump into it. I can jump into it. All uh, right, go ahead. I, I watched something. I watched something called How to Sell Drugs Online. Parenthesis start fast. Parenthesis end. Um... It's it's a German show. It's in German, Michael. You would love it. Oh um, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I, it's on Netflix, and I'm pretty. I I don't know if you have if you have access to it over there in, in the in the good old US of A, um, but we have it over here, and uh, it is also dubbed in English. If you if you fancy, I do understand German, so I did watch it in German. Um, but what I found interesting was that if, because there's a lot of technology in, in this as well, uh, and every time they were like uh, text, uh, texting each other or chatting with each other, all the text was in English mm-hmm. and not German, which I found was interesting. And I think it, it might be because you know it, it's it's for Netflix, so it's it's for an international uh, audience, even though it is is a German thing. So, um, but anyway, uh, it, it's about it, it's um, about uh, it's com- a coming of age uh, series with, with these uh, th- this guy that has a he has a girlfriend who's been away for a year. She's been in, in the US of A, where she has been corrupted, obviously, uh, <laughs> and she comes back home uh, and uh, she pretty much dumps him, and that's where we start off. Um, and 
and and then he notices because of you know social media and stuff he he also has access to her facebook he notices that uh that she hangs out with with a dude that's like known for selling drugs so he's mm-hmm. like okay maybe maybe that's the new thing maybe you know i i maybe that's what he needs to do to to get her to win her back uh so he does a, a quick google search uh how to sell drugs online fast um <laughs> <laughs> also he, he's he, he's he's a nerd he's like a computer nerd together with his friend and they are together trying to make this um uh platform online platform they have mm-hmm. coded themselves is which is called my my items like my items but mm-hmm. my item, uh where they want to sell uh items for for gaming so if you want to sell your skin in, in counter-strike go then you can do it on this platform that's that's the idea um but they also find out that hey this is a really good platform for selling stuff so they could also <laughs> sell drugs and yeah that, that's basically what what then happens where they get involved with drug dealers and stuff like that and it's a comedy it, it's it's very lighthearted, uh a little bit stupid comedy sometimes as well but you know what i just really enjoy it i, I think that the lead He's just a, he's so he's so nerdy and it's so amazing. <laughs> he acts so well in in that role, um, and yeah, I don't know. I just really really enjoyed it. It's probably it's probably I'm probably not the core uh, uh, audience for it. I'm pretty probably a little bit too old, but I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. It's so <laughs> it's, I think it's the nerdiness that, that that catches me in this. It, it's really cool, and if you can overcome it being in German, then check it out. I mean, I watch things in different languages, and I did look it up, and it is on my uh, my phone. It's a it's a series or a movie. It's a series. It's a okay. series. Yeah, there's only uh, six episodes. They're roughly half an hour ish each okay. episode. It's not too long. Uh, and uh, the second season just hit like a few days ago, so I haven't haven't seen that yet. But okay. I, I really really enjoyed the first six episodes, and yeah, it's it's really enjoyable. All right, I'll put it on my list. I don't know when I'll get to it. Um, I have been still, as always, all year round, I'm still on my horror movie fix. Um, and this time I decided to go a bit back in time and a bit... I went with slasher films. I've watched like three in the last three days. Uh, the other day I did like a double feature, and then yesterday I watched one with Selena. But the first one that kicked it off was I watched the original Nightmare on Elm Street, hmm. which is uh, it's still great. I still love it. There's uh, questionable acting in certain aspects of it, but none of it is like Robert England, like who plays Freddy. He's absolutely amazing mm. in in that role, and he's still great. It's still a great movie. It's not scary, like, and I think I think nowadays like slasher films are not necessarily scary, but they're considered horror because they are disturbing. Mm. Um, and like just the, the subject matter as a whole uh, like I'll go right into my second one which is I also watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. which is like not scary overtly in the fact of like boo I'm scared but rather like this is based off of a true story and these murders like actually happen to people and this family is all sorts of jacked up and this whole movie, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, does nothing flattering for the people of Texas. Uh, <laughs> if like if if somebody from overseas or even in the United States had only seen that movie and never knew anything else about Texas, they'd be like, "Fuck that! I'm not going to Texas." <laughs> that, that, that's how I imagine Texas. 
Um, I even know Ryan is from there. Ryan, our, our good friend. Yeah, so... so you know. uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, I'm not going to get into that one. Uh, but I will say that Nightmare on Elm Street felt overall like a better movie than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Um, I feel like Nightmare on Elm Street holds up a lot better than mm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Texas Chainsaw Massacre does not have a good ending. It's a horrible ending. <laughs> it just <laughs> abruptly ends. It's like Sopranos. It just goes to black screen. And you're like, what the? F-? The thing is, I, I do remember watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The thing is, I don't really remember. I mean, I I know of Nightmare of Elm Street. I know about Freddy. I most likely have seen it, but I don't really recall you know anything that's going on in the movie for real anymore. So I think maybe it is. Maybe maybe I should check it out as well and, and just rewatch it or maybe watch it for one of the first times i'm not actually not sure i'm pretty sure i've seen it i'm pretty sure i must have seen it at some point you know one thing that i like about certain like 80 slashers which goes into like halloween nightmare on elm street and uh friday the 13th is that you get a bit of backstory for the killers Mm. like they add a little bit to it um it's not just like this person kills like kind of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You're like, this is just a disturbed family. They kill people and they eat them and they do stuff like that. But Nightmare on Elm Street has like background to like Freddy's character and the things that he did. And the town has a history. What I actually want to do is watch the reboot. If you remember, they did like that Nightmare on Elm Street reboot Mm -hmm. with a different actor as Freddy, which I didn't think was horrible. Um, I think it was different. But I want to go back and watch that. I have that on Blu-ray too, so I might go back and watch that one. Cool. I watched a another series um, that I well, that's, I actually watched it over the last two weeks. So I technically saw it last week as well, but I didn't really bring it up. It's something called Cursed. Seems interesting. I've seen that uh, advertised in my queue. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. going on with Cursed? Is it is it decent? Is it worth my time? I think so. I think so. I think um, I think some of the action scenes like fighting scenes and stuff like that is a little bit badly choreographed mm. uh, but that's nitpicking on it i think okay. uh, i think i think overall uh, it, it's a cool story basically what it is is you you know you have uh, the sword and the stone you have uh, what are the characters called king Ar- uh, king arthur so it's an arthurian legend merlin you have all these characters but the thing is this is a reimagination of the story okay. uh, and it's written and the main reason why it's it's a it's a book or graphic novel i think it's a graphic novel uh and they remade it because uh, the author had didn't have a boy but he had a girl mm-hmm. Uh, okay. a daughter so he was like well this is a, it's a cool universe it's a cool star- story but there's you know but but where but she needs you know a role model someone to look up to as well so that's that's why he wrote it so it is it has a little bit more focus on on female female leads and stuff like that um but it holds up it it's a good i, I really enjoyed it i mean I, I think i just needed to get get through you know that that, that some of the fighting scenes weren't you know mm-hmm. s- i mean i think the last sword fighting series that I've watched is The Witcher, which is amazing mm. when it comes to to, to 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 that kind of stuff. So I think that's also you know me putting the, the bar pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So maybe it's actually not that bad when when you, when you just sit down and watch it. It's just something I noticed, and I think it's again, it's probably just nitpicking. Um, but the story in it is pretty cool. I really enjoy it, uh, and and it's not just uh, without spoiling so much. It's it's not just one of those stories where the, the hero basically just is being a hero all the time. There's a lot of stuff that goes, you know, that mm-hmm. do- doesn't work out and things like that. So, so yeah, I, I can recommend it. Uh, it has been renewed for season two as well. Um, so yeah. Pretty so cool. how how familiar are you with the like the King Arthur story other than like the main set pieces? Not at all. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I know of it. I don't really know the the story. Maybe if I sit down and read it, I'm like, oh, actually, I, I do know the story. But 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 right on top of my head, I, I don't actually know it good and well enough. So I'm pretty sure if you know the story, that there's a lot of small Easter eggs and stuff like that. I mean, that's one of the characters that I was like, uh, because you don't really get to 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 figure out, you don't get, mm-hmm. get the name until the end, and you're and you're like, oh, it's that character. I actually do know that character. I won't say it because I, w- I won't spoil it. It was sort of <laughs> a surprise. So yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh, I, I think if you know the, the original story, you will probably get a lot of you know small hints and Easter eggs and stuff like that that, that I, I don't get, but you can still enjoy it without uh, uh, knowing. Okay, cool. Um, I watched another movie, and it's one that surprisingly I had never seen before. Mm. I've only seen the fourth installment in this series. Whoa! Yeah, I only seen the fourth one, and if I'm being completely honest, I watched it because at the time uh Hayden Panettiere was in it and uh she had like just gotten her haircut and everybody was hating on it and I was like I think she looks kind of cute with the haircut uh so I went and watched this movie but Selena and I watched it yesterday and the movie is Scream Mm -hmm. um Scream 5 recently got announced I saw it on the uh Courtney Cox's uh Instagram where she posted a picture of Ghostface and said I can't wait to see this face again Hmm. And then it was officially announced, and I was like, "Oh, that's exciting! That's cool!" That but cool. I don't have a big history with Scream. Oh my god, it's so oh. So I there's a, I fall into a weird bit of horror where the '90s horror, a lot of it kind of went by me hmm. because at that time I was catching up on '80s horror, hmm. and I was learning all the '80s horror, and then the '90s came and went, and it kind of like went over me a bit. And then I skipped right into the 2000s. So you have like, you know, I've seen like the leprechauns and stuff like that. And the updated like Halloween movies and stuff like that that came out in the 90s. But Scream, I watched it yesterday and it is a bit cheesy in some of the acting, which, you know, that's horror movie staple, especially in a slasher film. Um, It's very self-aware. Yeah. And I really like it. I like that it's so self-aware and it kind of takes jabs at itself. Uh, it's very steeped into the tropes of the horror movie genre mm. and it sticks with those uh, almost to a T and I had never realized did you ever see the movie Scary Movie? Yes yeah, it's a parody built on this yes and I did not realize how word for word <laughs> that they were able to shift the original movie because I was watching this and I knew lines even though I had never seen the movie simply because I've seen Scary Movie a few times mm-hmm. and I was like oh my god like this is almost word for word the original movie yeah. uh, I always thought that it was based more off of like I know what you did last summer because like that mm-hmm. whole intro bit but oh yeah I mean I know what you did last summer came out around the same time as, as Scream I, I remember that was those two and both mm-hmm. of them had uh, cool soundtracks with you know 
corn and and uh, Limp biscuit and stuff like that uh, because it was right around that time and new metal also boom mm-hmm. so, so yeah all right so aside from scream oh, i didn't what, put wait, this wait, on... wait what do you oh. think about what did you think about it did, did i liked you... it i liked well, it it's a it's a decent slasher film um it has an interesting concept it's really hard for me to take the killer of Ghostface seriously mm. in this one because i think they went for a different approach right like while you have your 80s slashers that have like freddy who is this like uh like like a demonic presence rather than an mm. actual individual person and then you have michael myers this unstoppable like killing machine the same thing with jason this is more of like this is a person doing this so you yeah. have some weird moments where like ghostface is running and runs into a door and falls <laughs> down and goes rolling all over the place so you're like that's a bit goofy but it has a certain charm to it yeah I so mean, okay. i really like it okay uh if you have if you if you're still living in the 90s you haven't seen this movie i'm going to spoil it now so if you don't want to spoil jump ahead <laughs> a, a few minutes uh michael what did you think about that the killer was actually killers so like i said i had seen scary movie Mm. so i didn't know how much they were following that and they did throw you off a little bit right like uh i thought it was cool that there was more than one killer Mm. as in like it was a is like a power play between two people i think that's interesting because there's almost always somebody that helps out somewhere, right? Like in real life situations, there's always somebody that knows something or mm. somebody that's a part of it. And I thought it was interesting that they used this and both of them were able to work together in such a way that it would throw people off. Okay. I think um, one of the guys you suspect him from the beginning and then he kind of gets like a free pass. Mm. Like they're like, oh, it couldn't have been him because he was doing this last night and blah, blah. And you're like, oh, totally thought it was that guy. And he's acting shifty throughout the entire movie. Yeah. And you're like, I still, I think it's that guy, but he was already shown that it wasn't him. <laughs> uh, I think it does a good job on like leading you to a lot of different people that it could possibly be. Yeah. So I think that's interesting. Yeah, because I think that's what that's one of the things that it got so much praise for uh, back in the days was actually that it was it was a big surprise. It was a bit of a twist who the, the killers were. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, and and yeah, I I I've, I've, I've watched it. I've seen all all the movies. I've seen them in uh when they came out. Um so I've I've always liked them. I really, really enjoyed these ones, and it's actually not that long ago, a few years ago, where Netflix made a series or someone made a series, and it it wasn't Netflix or something, um, which was actually decent. Uh, it mm-hmm. was pretty cool. It followed a lot of you know they, they used a lot of the same stuff from from the movie, um, but obviously they they had to also take it sort of like in its own direction, so it wouldn't just be a ripoff. But it was actually a, a pretty cool series as well. I re- I enjoyed it. I, I watched all of it. Um, I'm going to watch that eventually too. I'm going to mm. go through the main movies and then I'm going to watch the series. Mm. Uh, but one last thing, I didn't put it on the uh, on the show notes here, but I did watch <gasps> another movie last night. Okay. Um, I did a double feature and I watched Wishmaster, also <laughs> from the '90s, also done by uh, Wes Craven. I don't know if you've ever seen Wishmaster. No, can't say so. I will say that Wishmaster holds up. Uh, surprisingly well. It does try to do some stuff with early CG that you're just like, <laughs> but it's not. It's it's far and few between. So it's like 
you don't get overloaded with it too much. But Wishmaster is a very interesting concept where it takes the idea of a jinn or a genie from like Islamic text, but takes it from its original roots rather than the like the genie version that we get from like Aladdin or like, oh, you get three wishes and it's all good stuff. But rather this jinn gets three wishes that he has to grant. And if you if he grants a third wish, then it opens the portal and him and all his demonic minions can come and invade Earth and take over. So like he's trapped in the gem and shows like this old school back stuff is in like castle days and things like that. And a sorcerer traps it in a gem and then spring forward to the nineties and you have someone else that comes across it and they activate it. And he's granting wishes along the way, trying to find his way to her. But every wish that people ask for, obviously he twists it in a certain way. Mm. Uh, and for instance, like one girl says like, Oh, I wish He's like, you wish to be beautiful forever, don't you? And she says, yes. So he turns her into like this porcelain mannequin. And like, she's just stuck there. Mm. So it's like, there's a different twist on everything. And I do think that's a pretty good movie. I think there's four movies in the series. Oh, I've seen man. the main three, but I haven't seen the, the fourth one, which is more of a prequel, I think. Okay. Uh, but I definitely suggest if you're looking for something a little bit different and you're looking for some 90s to go check it out, you're probably not going to be scared. To be honest, it's kind of a. Uh, I, I really find it hard to be scared by a lot of older movies these days. Mm. But like newer movies get me. Like there's no like The Conjuring still gets me. Like nobody's business. But uh, yeah, those older ones I can't really get scared. But that doesn't mean that they're not good and that mm. I don't enjoy them. Mm. So I think for the next couple weeks you're probably gonna hear me talking about some '90s horror because I'm kind of on that kick right now. I've gone through my '80s stuff and I'm working through uh, slashers and '90s horror. Cool. All right, I've been playing. I've been gaming, Michael. I've been gaming something that's not World of Warcraft. I've been gaming mm-hmm. something that's not Diablo three. Uh, we Does all, Blizzard know? Uh, no, don't, don't, <laughs> don't tell them. Um, we touched upon it a little bit last week, but I was like, let's talk about it this week because last week was a different kind of show. So I've been playing uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the sequel to the reboot of Tomb Raider. I really, 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 really loved the, the first one in, in the reboot. I thought it was really cool. I remember it as being a really cool story. That was a, a lot. That was like Laura's personal journey to uh, the, the way you put her on the path to becoming the Tomb Raider. Um, this one, so far... What is that? Is that your phone? Or that my? is my phone. I okay. don't know what is going on. <laughs> Uh, this one though I feel like I don't know if you have played it Michael but I feel like the story is not as good so far I feel like <laughs> it's, it's it's I don't know I think what I really liked about the first one was that it was really personal it was really I remember you Lara having her first kill and it was made as a big moment in the story and things like that and and I, this one it just feels so superficial in, in its storytelling so far it, it, it feels like it's just you know everything has just become every day she's just killing left and right and and yeah I don't know it, it just doesn't it doesn't feel as grounded or whatever as, as the first one so mm. I'm actually not enjoying the story as much uh, I do like the gameplay though the only big thing that I have is that 
you know, you can, you are, you should stealth as much as possible when you engage because you will get overwhelmed really, really quickly. So you should try and get as many taken out um, stealth-wise before. As long, just try, try and stay stealth as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know you have less enemies to take care of later on when you fight because you will eventually get uh, get caught doing naughty stuff. Um, <laughs> and and I think the, the only thing is that once you have been discovered, there's no way to exit to get back into stealth, and that's the only annoying thing I find, or at least mm-hmm. I figured out why how if if you can do it. Um, because I've tried to running around corners and into bushes and stuff like that. But as as long as you have been seen, then then you're just on stealth uh, and there's nothing to do about it. So that's sort of like my main issue really, that that I would I just wish there was a way to you know if you run away, run around a corner and then into a bush or whatever, uh, uh, then you can you know get back mm-hmm. to that stealth mode. Because because uh, the the combat the controls and the combat is just not that good in that game. I mean I mean I know it is a few years old now, like I don't know four or five years something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the combat is not optimal. I find. I Are you playing I'm, with controller? I'm playing on console with controllers. Yeah. I think that's why. I think uh, what is it? Uncharted had that same issue for me, where. I felt like the game was great in its exploration modes, like when you're just exploring these uh, tombs and things like that. But when it got into combat, it's hard to get control of the of the character. It feels yeah. like when you're shooting, like you might be able to get on one, but then you're moving it, and it's just the control sticks don't feel as good as they could mm-hmm. uh, when you're actually trying to aim and shoot, and it feels like you're missing shots that you normally would be able to hit. Yeah. Uh, and those games, I think it falls into the same area where they throw so many enemies at you. Mm. And it's like, oh, you're in a firefight with so many different people. And I'm just like, uh. <laughs> it also sometimes feels a little bit weird that, you know, that the, the strongest weapon you have, at least that's how it feels, is your bow and arrow. And it doesn't really feel like your your machine gun does anything. <laughs> I'm I'm just pumping mach- bullets into this guy and he doesn't die, but one arrow to the head and he's dead. <laughs> Sometimes the oldie is a goodie. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently so. It's an oldie, but it's a goodie. Um, I I do like the concept of like a bow and arrow being like the most badass hmm. weapon. Oh, um, but but at the same time. Like, come on, logically, like you said, if you have a machine gun, you would think like the machine gun would mow through things. But I'm guessing that they did that so that you wouldn't get the machine gun and just like pepper everything and it all falls down. But rather the bow and arrow being a like a one shot item mm. would require more skill. Therefore, it it's stronger. Mm. Uh, but it, sense wise, it just doesn't make any right. <laughs> no, it, it feels a little bit weird. But I mean, I think that's, I think that's an issue that most games have when it, when they include weapons like a bow and stuff like that. That mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, with a firearm, you you have to pop a few bullets into them before they die. But with a bow, because it, you know you need to, um, you know, pull pull the string, aim it, and stuff like that. It takes a long time to fire one, mm-hmm. arrow, so they usually do more damage. Yep, doesn't make any sense. But what can you do? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, gameplay, game wise, I haven't been delving into too many things. Obviously, I'm still playing Diablo three, but there's not a lot of progress going on there. Um, I've 
been also delving into Dead by Daylight, which you've delved into as well a couple times. Yes. Um, for those who don't know, well, obviously my whole entire section here is all horror-based, um, <laughs> even in the game section. But Dead by Daylight, you have two choices. You can, one, be a survivor where you have to activate these generators to provide power to these doors that you're trying to unlock like this arena type area and it could be anything from like a field to a house to a school things like that and you're teamed up with three other people and you're trying to escape but the other team is a team of one and it's a killer and these killers are based off of horror movie killers so you do have things like freddy pyramid head uh michael myers Ghostface, uh the nurse and from silent hill type mm. deal you have all of these like iconic killers and you get to control them and be them and your job is to try to kill the uh the survivors as they try to escape and i've been having a lot of fun with it on both sides of the field when we play with a large group I like being on the survivor team when it's just with friends. But actually, when I play on my own, I prefer to be the killer. Mm. Uh, I find it a lot of fun, even though the queues are relatively long. And the biggest problem, I would say, is that there's not a lot of uh, balance in terms of when you go into random games of who you're matched with in relative to your skill level. Mm. I think um, our good friend Pete said that it puts you within five ranks up or down of your ability level but five ranks for a killer like if you're a survivor can mean a whole big difference amount of time that you've played and i've been in games where i've stood a chance and i've been in a game where i stood no chance and so i take it as it is yeah i I do feel like when we play that i enjoyed it way more when we were a full group of five people so where most of us when we're beginners there were two experienced two experienced people with us um but i did enjoy that way more than the, the night when we just went in the four of us uh only as survivors and then a random uh as the mm-hmm. killer um and i don't know i'm i'm I'm, in, I'm enjoying the game but i don't think it hits all the same doesn't check all the same boxes as 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 for you for instance because you really delved into it you really enjoyed it so much you play it on your own as well mm-hmm. um, i'm more along the line that yes i'll join you guys if you have a spot free but if you are enough people then don't i don't then i'll do something else it's fine <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i've really been enjoying it we played it yesterday and a funny story is that tom and i were playing as nancy and steve from Stranger Things, <laughs> and for some reason, every game that we played as Nancy and Steve, we started together. And we started right next to a generator, and every time we finished a generator, we just yelled into the mic, like, Nancy and Steve! <laughs> <laughs> um, Syl was trying to kill us, and she mentioned how, she was like, oh, it was so cute seeing Nancy and Steve together all the time. <laughs> um, that was a good time, and one of the hardest things with playing with somebody who knows what they're doing, aka Pete, is that Pete would say, instead of like explaining it for the noobs, he'd be like, oh my god, she has this. Mm. And we're like, Pete, we don't know what that means. Tell us what it means. Because like, we couldn't leave the arena because she had some perk that said if somebody's on a hook, then you can't leave even if you open the door, as long as they're on the hook. And Pete's like telling us the name of it, but we're like, Pete, we don't know what that means. Tell us what it means. <laughs> double rainbow but what does it mean michael <laughs> barbecue and chips do you have barbecue and chips <laughs> okay what does that mean <laughs> <Just> cooking 
All right. Other than that, I'm I'm all done. Um, yeah. I haven't really been playing much else. Nope. I have. Well, let's talk about that next week. All right. Well, let's move on to our main topics of the day. I noticed that you brought something in here, and I think that there was a discussion about this in the Discord at some point, or at least it was brought up briefly. Yeah, it was brought up. I also read something about it because I think what happened recently is that uh, Ubisoft has had some internal issues with some not so nice men who has been mm-hmm. not so nice to women. You know, that's the whole thing, and it's still going on. And you know, basically, just be just. Don't do that. Be nice to everyone. Anyway, um, but that also, it also brought a few other things into the light. And that is that, um, because one of the things that I think the, the, when it comes to Assassin's Creed, for instance, which is a Ubisoft game, um, one of the things that people have been wanting for quite a while is a female, uh, assassin. Um, and I think at some point, I remember this is just out from memory for, for like, uh, years ago that one of the things that they said was it wasn't that easy to just because they also already were that far into the development so they couldn't just make make the all the assets uh, uh, like clothings and stuff like that for a female body and, and stuff like that which made no sense because there's also other females in the game stuff like that mm-hmm. anyway um, one of the arguments was that a female lead just simply doesn't sell doesn't sell games and i'm just i just thought that was such a weird statement and i mean before we jump fully into it do you have any initial thoughts about this michael does does a female lead not sell what's this all about i think it's actually quite the opposite um from multiple perspectives i think that's a stupid statement um because i think a female lead sells on so many different levels not all of them great but my initial response is one what about you've been playing it tomb raider yeah like lara croft like people who don't play games know who lara croft is she's a female lead Mm. um and you have a huge amount of women that will buy a game because it has a female lead and you'll have a huge amount of guys that will play a game because it has a female lead for different reasons possibly there um but i think throughout the history of gaming there's been uh there's been so many games that have sold well with female leads. Yeah. So I, d- I don't understand I, it on the face. No. I totally un- I totally agree with that. And 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 one of the reasons I wanted to, to also bring it up is is because I mean you you can take a lot of different perspectives on this. Uh, the 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 perspective that that I want to take a look at is that if you look at the games in recent time that had a female lead that has succeeded, uh, we have um, The Last of Us one. Also, the sequel, um, which has a female lead, huge sexual games. Uh, actually, it's, you don't play play as the girl in the first one, does you? Actually, so there's like there's moments of the game where you play as her, but for the most yeah. part, you play as Joel. But she is a constant presence, and she is a big part of the story. So. Mm. You may not play as her, but yeah, she's a main character. She's a main character. Uh, then you have Horizon Zero Dawn. 100% female lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have obviously uh, the reboots of, of, of Tomb Raider, Lara Croft, female lead. Um, if we take one thing that I can see that, that over all these three games has in common uh, is they all have great story. Mm-hmm. They have all, or they have great gaming mechanics, or they have both. They're all great games. So. 
I want to, I, I'd like to say that, you know what, I don't, I don't think it cares. It can be a female lead. It can be a male lead. It can be a horse lead. It can be a dog lead. I don't think it really matters what the lead is at the end of the day. As long as the game is just good and as long as the game has a good story or, you know, whatever the game wants to do good, as long as it does that good, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, does it? I'm, I'm right there with you. A good game is a good game. And if it's a bunch of men saying this, then my, my idea goes to this. Is that one, they don't want to put in the effort that it took to actually just get the female perspective. Um, they didn't want to write for a character that they couldn't understand. Um, which is ridiculous because there's so many resources that you can go to. You can have plenty of female staff members come in and get their opinion on the character. Um, whether the character is being over-sexualized or not. Whether it's... Uh, I can understand the challenge of a man writing a female character. I can understand if you say, like, I didn't do this because I don't understand that perspective. But then the opposite side of that is that you have resources. You have people that you could talk to. You could be like, hey, I wrote this script. It's a female lead. Can you tell me, is this something logical that a female lead would do? Mm. Like, am I over uh, generalizing on it? Am I stereotyping here? What... What are what are the flaws in this character that you see? And then you can pick and choose like, okay, well, I want that character flaw or I want that to be a staple. I think there was an episode of Geek Caring where they talked about Princess Peach. Mm. And uh, and I was a little bit eh about it when we were discussing it because I was in the discussion there and I was like, like, okay, Princess Peach is a damsel in, in distress for the most part, right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, she's a damsel in distress there are other females to go for for empowerment why do we have to change peach why does every character have to be changed i don't think that it has to um but i do think that we still need to have the door open for other characters to do more Mm. um some some people are a damsel in distress like that's just and and just 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 to clarify that as well i just want to add that it can be a man as well in my opinion that's why i said some people yeah exactly um Excuse the language. I'm still trying to work no, on I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just, uh, inclusive yeah. language. <laughs> it's it's a challenge on certain things, but um, there are ways to make a female lead just a great female lead, and even take away the title of female lead and just say that's a good lead. Yeah, like that's a good lead. They're, like all those games that you mentioned are great leads that sold a bunch of a buttload of games. And even one that you didn't mention, um, Dishonored. I think like Dishonored 2, you got to choose um, between a male or a female character. And people prefer to play as the female character. Mm. So Effect, they said that story was better. Has both as well. Both sides. Yeah, Femshep. Mm-hmm. I remember everybody saying that once they introduced Femshep, nobody wanted to play as regular Shepard. <laughs> like, everybody liked being Femshep. I think it's I, just... I, I have to admit, I, I played as, as male Shepard because, it, it, I don't know, <laughs> I just felt like, you know, it's a game where you pick choices and I know when I start picking choices, I go from how I am in real life. So mm-hmm. it, it just felt wrong for me to play a, a female Shepard. I play the same type of character in any game that I'm allowed to choose, and that's where no matter what character I am, I'm just sleeping with everybody. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Unless I deliberately go into it with the idea of not doing that. Or it's like, okay, I want to play this specific type of character. Is there something we should talk about, Michael? Is there something we should talk about about your life? (laughs) Are you okay? Are you you great where you are? Are you feeling good? I'm feeling excellent. I'm feeling really good. Um, That's why I'm doing video games, not anywhere else. Um, 
but no, I think this idea of female leads don't sell, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I think there's there's a difference that they they probably don't want to deal with them making a mistake and then dealing with the backlash that comes with it. Or if you look at The Last of Us 2, mm. uh, creating a female character that doesn't necessarily fit what uh, what a group of people online see as the uh, the idea of a female character. Like if mm. you get her a little bit bigger or a little bit different or sexual orientation is not really a big deal, then you suddenly have to deal with this group of people that are a vocal uh, nuisance and I think that they might just not want to deal with that but this is a poor excuse not to I, I totally agree I I, um, I mean I, I think they have changed it up you can I know at least in, in the new Assassin's Creed Valhalla you can choose between male and female lead I think was it Unity or what was it the, I think the one that was in the in in, in, uh, in the UK in, in England I think that one had you played as, as a brother and sister or something like that you, you alternated between them or something like that I'm not completely sure I've never played it so uh, I, I can't say for sure but so so I think that they have you know finally come around to it but I definitely think it's taken probably taken a bit too long hasn't it <laughs> yeah uh, one thing I would like them to do is for any game that has the option between a male lead and a female lead is that I would like them to have like different story bits and especially if you get to make decisions like different decision options based on those characters mm. I'm not saying based on those genders but based on those characters like have them go separate ways do separate things have them make different decisions based on their character traits I think that that would be pretty interesting to do and I think that too many games like yeah you have a male character and a female character but it's the same exact thing throughout the entire game and all it is is like you feel like it's a different skin with some different voice lines mm. or a different voice over the same lines i want something more i want something different i want something a bit more fleshed out you're spending millions and millions of dollars make it instead of filling the map with eighty thousand things that pop up every time i look at it <laughs> fill that game with some story that actually is worth it no i agree michael i mean i think we pretty much agree on this so it's probably a bad topic for us to talk about because we just we just you know agree with each other. <laughs> yeah we don't necessarily have this would have been a great like uh we could probably come back to this mm. uh later on at some point and maybe have like amanda and monica on and have them go in a little bit for those who don't know those are the uh the lovely ladies over at geek caring uh be sure to check out their podcast it's all about feminism yep i agree on that uh, as well michael I'm just very agreeable today. All right. Would you like to go into the next topic then? No. No? No? Okay, that's it then, everybody. <laughs> All right. Um, this kind of leads into our next topic a little bit. Mm. Uh, the idea of rating video games. Yeah. Um, it's been a staple of the of the industry, and not just video games, but every industry, for quite a long time. You rate a product... And sales are based almost entirely off of that rating. And you see it, especially in modern days, where I remember when the video for Eskimo Callboy was coming up. It was a new video. It hadn't even launched yet. And you sent me a picture and it showed that it had like a hundred and something likes. And then it had like 40 dislikes and the video had not even gone live yet. It hadn't premiered yet, no. <laughs> 
So it automatically shows that you have people that are going to like it based off of what it is, and you have people that are going to dislike it based off of what it is, no matter if it's actually good or not. Mm. And video games fall prey to this as well. We see so many things of uh, video like bombing, right? Like video game bombing, where they bomb the reviews because they don't agree with a certain aspect of the game or some drama that's going on. We saw it with The Last of Us 2, where people were completely slamming the game and the game had been out for four hours which is not enough time for people to actually finish the game and people were talking about how horrible it was Mm. Uh, in personal circles I've seen more people actually really enjoy the game and I'm curious for you how much does if you're looking at a game on Steam how much does very positive mixed reviews or negative make an impact on your purchasing decision it really depends if it's a if it's a franchise or or a if it's a franchise that i know that i know this will be good most likely be good then i probably won't pay too much attention to the uh, reviews or whatever because i've already pressed the buy button at that point Mm -hmm. um but if it's something where it's like if it's a game i don't know at all uh and I, I haven't seen reviews or anything beforehand, but it just it looks interesting to me on Steam. Then I will check out the reviews, and if it has negative, if it has mainly negative reviews, then I, I probably most likely will not buy it on, unless I come back to it mm-hmm. later on because you recommended it to me or something like that. Um, but but then obviously I, I guess then you would have given me a positive review and I tried <laughs> to so that's why you know I, I I'd buy it so yeah it it does definitely impact me and I actually want to bring out another example uh, which is actually Last of Us Two where I love the first game so much I'm very I mean I, I feel like I'm I'm probably is a little bit attached to it as well so I don't really want that game destroyed for me i would have been perfectly fine if they never made a sequel uh, mm-hmm. the first one was, was so cool i mean I, I have that with tv series as well sometimes that the first season is so fucking sorry I'm so pretty <laughs> great uh, and 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 i'm like don't just it end ended perfectly you don't need to make one season it's fine just leave it um but they did make a, a sequel um, I didn't really. Sometimes I do follow, you know, these games a lot. But just recently, there have been a lot of games going on, so I didn't follow the progress of this game uh, that uh, tightly. But I did. I mean, I think most people heard that. You know, first, the, I think that the story got leaked and stuff like that. And so I, I've just tried to stay away. But I did hear that it was a little bit of a backlash here and there. And then the game finally was released. And then all the reviews just started. I mean, the reviews are really, really bad in the beginning, and then they turned into just being a bit more mixed. Uh, and it actually has kept me away from the game. It actually has made me just wait a little bit uh, mm-hmm. just to see where we actually land when, when people actually get to play through and actually prop, what I call proper reviews, people that I trust a little bit more. Um mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think where I am right now, I will probably buy it if, if soon, um, whenever I'm done with Tomb Raider and whatever. I, it might be one of the next games that I buy. Uh, but it has definitely kept me away from the game for a little while that, that reviews were like, like they were. Um, Selena, my fiance, she played it and she really liked it. Um, 
she did say that maybe there were some parts that were a bit meh, but for the, she said for the most part, she really liked it. It was mm-hmm. a good game. Uh, it felt logical to her. Um, so there, I know the story was a lot of things. A problem with reviews for me is that you have people talk about this story is trash, mm. but then that's all they say. And they never have any logical reason why they think that way. And I think that a lot of people don't, they think that if they don't like a story, it's trash. Mm. Rather than simply saying like the story wasn't really for me, I disagreed with a lot of the choices or, and I call this the, uh, what is it? A lot of people are going to get upset at this, um, like the Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead. You see those two that were like big things and then they made story decisions that people didn't like. Can we not bring Game Game of Thrones is a really bad example of a No, I no, because I I disagree with a lot of people on that. While I don't think that it was the greatest thing ever those last few seasons, um, I do think that people get a little bit too aggressive on it. Uh, okay, that that's that's a hot topic. We need to take another. That day. is a hot topic. <laughs> we'll take a different day. So I'll I'll backtrack just to The Walking Dead. When certain characters die on The Walking Dead, people automatically say the show is shit mm. because their favorite character died or they didn't like the way that their character died. And it's like your preference, your personal preference does not impact the creators of the show and what they do with it. It's not based off the comic books. They loosely based. That's what it is. Mm. It's taking liberties from the start from the comics from the graphic novels so the way that they do things is kind of up to them right so i just i disagree with a lot of people that simply say like i didn't like the story therefore it's garbage yeah i'm like okay where's your story where's your thing why are you not writing all these things since you're such a big critic on it why don't you provide anything constructive to the conversation yeah, and I think that that's that's uh, one of the more uh, that's uh, that's an important thing because I, I feel like when it comes to reviews, a lot of the times we just look at a number. We look at oh, this game got forty seven score, that's forty seven percent out of hundred. This guy this got five stars out of five. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, does that actually mean something at, to to people? Because yeah, sure. This 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 game might have gotten five stars because it, it's a good game or whatever. But I just don't I don't like the story. So it's not. But it can. It, I mean, gameplay wise, it can still be good. Uh, I feel like we need a little bit more substance. We don't mm-hmm. just need a number. I, I feel like we we need a little bit. I don't think we can just rate it like that. I I, I feel like we need to set put put words on it. Um, and I know it, it's not it's it's not as easy to put a put in a trailer for the game. <laughs> five out of five is, is a little bit easier to, to put on there. I understand that, but mm-hmm. um, but I, I do feel like we need to 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 use a, a big boy word sometimes and be like, you know what, this game has some cool mechanics, uh, but the story story wise, I just don't like it because it, it deals with 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 this matter that I have no absolutely no interest in. Um, and because I mean, sometimes I feel like story story can just can can just surprise you. I mean, I mm-hmm. oh, I brought up so many times I can never remember the name of it. Um, the 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 similar to Telltale game, but it's with the time travel stuff. 
Strange, Strange, Life is Strange. There it is.、Mm. Um, Life is Strange is about two teenage girls. I'm not a teenage girl. I've never been a teenage girl. But I was sitting there crying my eyes out when stuff happened in the story because the story was just so compelling. And even though it, you know it was、mm-hmm. not about me, but I still, I'm, I'm still an empath- empathic person. I still, I, I still understand why these characters are feeling that way, and, and you know,、mm-hmm. and that touches me emotionally. So, you know, it, it can still be good, even though it's not, you know, about a forty-something. Well, I'm not forty yet. Thirty-something guy, you know, I, I could still enjoy stories that that isn't about me. So let me ask you this because you brought it up, and I did want to get to this, but you provided the awesome segue. You brought up the number, like five out of five. Yeah.、Um, on a scale of ten, you do you do a podcast, a separate podcast from this, which is you look at movies that are on IMDb、yeah. or IMDb、yeah. that are rated five point five. Yeah.、Uh, that's the name of the podcast, by the way. Be sure to go check it out.、Um, <laughs> And games have that same scale a lot of times. Like you'll see, like one out of ten or whatever on a scale from one to ten. Do you look at games that have a five? Because to me, a video game that's rated a five is an average game. That means that it doesn't do anything new. It's competent. It has quite a few flaws here and there, but overall, it's playable. It's、uh, it's on the more enjoyable side of things.、Uh, And it's comp, it's comparable. You can play it. You're not gonna have like a horrible time. Just take it with a grain of salt to know that this is not the greatest thing ever because it's right in the middle.、Mm. It's a five. I feel like nowadays when I look at a rating, if I see a seven point five, everyone that gives it a seven point five are talking about how horrible the game is. Yeah. Like the why is it a seven point five? Because to me, a seven point five is above average. I think that ten out of ten should be a rarity that we rarely see,、mm. because that's like a ten out of ten is a game that almost anybody who touches this will enjoy themselves. Almost because you can't please everybody, but from like every aspect, the game barely misses a beat. It's entertainable like throughout the entirety of the experience. So when you see a five, if I were to give you a game and say, Marty, this game is rated a five. Would you like? Would you play it, or would you be like,、uh, "I'm gonna put that up on the shelf"? <laughs> the thing is, I, I will probably play it. If you tell me to play it, then I will probably play it.、Uh, I, I don't really look at. I, I rarely look at scores. I look at scores、mm-hmm. if I'm in doubt. But if if I know that I will most likely enjoy this game, then I don't care. I just jump in there. I know a lot of people were. Let's、uh, watch Dogs One, for instance. A lot of people were.、Uh, That was people both on both sides of the fence.、Uh, mm-hmm. I enjoyed that game so freaking much. I played it. I played through the story two, three times. I've I've, I've done so many things.、Uh, I haven't unlocked. I haven't done everything 100 because I I effed up my my save game. But I、mm-hmm. would have because I just enjoyed it so much. So when the sequel came out. Uh, I was th- I was like you know what screw ratings screw uh, uh, reviews I'm getting this game because I know that I will be entertained so much、mm-hmm. by it、um, and speaking of us I find it funny that you say 7.5 because the next the shadow of the Tomb Raider is actually a 7.4 and I'm like I don't care I'll I'll jump in and play it、uh, because、um, I, I enjoy the gameplay I, I enjoy the world.、Um, I, I think I have a feeling that 
maybe the story is not as good as, as in the first one, but you know, I'll, I'll be entertained for, mm-hmm. for, for, I don't know, 20, 30 hours, how long the story is. Uh, I mean, it probably takes a bit longer for me because I'm a goddamn bloody completionist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I don't care. Um, so yeah, I, I think it really depends. If I'm in doubt, then I would most likely look at the score. If it's a five, then I would probably be even more in doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you told me, my uh, Martin, here is uh, this game. It's it's average, but it has a cool story or whatever. Check it out. It's it's cool. I promise you, it's cool. It might it might have a score four, but it's cool. <laughs> then then I would do it. Well, I do that with horror movies. Like when you look at horror movies, like. You deal with this stuff all the time, mm. like ratings. That it's just like, why do you watch these movies? Because you always like, you always see the ratings of people that are like, horror movies aren't even scary these days, and blah blah blah. I'm like, okay, then why are you watching it? Mm. If you know like that going in, and you think that it's going to be the same, or you see somebody that's like, I knew it was going to suck before I even watched it, and then I watched it, and it confirmed my <laughs> thoughts. I'm like. Okay, one, I give you credit for watching something, even though you thought you might not like it. But then two, like, you're obviously biased going into something. Like, if I think that something's going to suck, more than likely, I'm going to look at the things that make it a negative experience more than the things that make it a positive experience. Yeah. Uh, I was talking with Sai last night about horror movies, and one of the great things that we have in common is that we're both the type to pick things that we like out of things more than the negatives mm. which i guess is why like i get into those debates with like the game of thrones people is because i choose to focus more on the positive things that i like rather than the negatives i acknowledge that they're there and i get their perspectives and why but at the same time i'm like well i was still entertained mm. i still enjoyed it except that episode where everything was in the dark um <laughs> like that whole episode was an hour of darkness um Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness. (laughs) That should have been the Uh, name of that episode. Army of Darkness, for those who don't know, is actually my least favorite of the (laughs) Evil Dead movies, which will drive people crazy because they love... You don't know what's good for you, Michael. You do not know. I I have to take over the ratings from now on. You can clearly not handle (laughs) it. I watched the first two Evil Dead movies first, okay? (laughs) I wasn't one of those people that just saw Army of Darkness. I was like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever because of the one-liners. It's interesting. It's decent, but I'm such a fan of the original and uh evil dead 2 yeah so i mean to be honest i've have, I have watched so many you know back in 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 end, uh, end 90s start 2000s there was so many movies with bad stories and bad cgi and i watched them all because <laughs> once in a while there was just that one scene i'm talking about you the one with jet lee which is a such a bad story but oh my god <laughs> some of those some of those action scenes are amazing and they're worth the movie alone on that in my opinion <laughs> well that's like any Jackie Chan movie right like anything that has Jackie Chan doing his own stuff yeah like, it's worth a watch yeah pretty much alright um I could go on all day about like mm. rating video games but I don't want to uh drone on and on about how much people that leave reviews and don't add substance 
piss me off. Speaking um, of awesome reviews, obviously rating does count sometimes, and that is if you go to iTunes right now and give this show a five stars out of five, that would be much appreciated. If you also add a few words, we might actually we might actually read them out loud. And saying that, I just remembered, Michael. I just remembered something. Um, we actually do have a new review. So while I find that, maybe you can talk uh, and just uh, give me some time to find it. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, <laughs> I am hoping to have a little bit more to discuss next week on the gaming front. Like I, we started this week and I was just playing Dead by Daylight. I'm hoping to find something to get my attention. Uh, it's been a challenge for me recently to just find a game that sticks with me. I think you've had a little bit of that challenge yourself. Um, we're still waiting for you to finish Batman. <laughs> you jumped into Red Dead and it wasn't your thing at the moment. And then you jumped into Tomb Raider, and I think that kind of stuck with you a bit, right? Yeah, it did. I have found uh, a good review right here. It's the latest one. Uh, the headline is Good Times, uh, and uh, the review rating is 5, so thank you so much for that. And the text is this. Michael and Marty are a great team. I agree with that. They work well together, and the episodes feel effortless. They are. They are a bright spot for me during this pandemic, and I think it'll be a bright spot for you too. Best regards, Darth Brooks. Whoa. Never has so many compliments come from somebody with the name Darth in their name. And we, we appreciate it. We appreciate it. Yep. Um, Thank you so much. If only you knew how effortless this show really was. <laughs> I can literally roll out of bed, do the show. It's good. <laughs> um, other than that, do you have anything else, Marty? Before we go ahead and no. uh, sign off for today, we did. We're not going to do another hour and twenty minute show. No, not 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 uh, not yet. Not, maybe 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 if we have another guest on at some time. All right, everybody. Well, as you can see, this this podcast is expanding into a lot more than just simply video games with our movie talk and music talks. Uh, but if you're playing any games. Please let us know what you're playing. If you have any strong feelings about female leads in video games, like do they impact you in any way in terms of a sale? Do you care, not care? How do you feel about it? Let us know. Uh, how do you feel about rating video games? Do you even look at the rating at all? Do you go on there and rate video games? If so, do you add a paragraph worth of information or do you add one line worth of information? <laughs> let us know. Just know that if you're a one-liner, I might have something to say. Uh other than that, you can do so. You can communicate with me and argue with me if you want over at Two Nerds Maybe More over on Twitter with the number two. Or you can email the show at Two Nerds Maybe More at gmail.com. And as always, if you're looking to check out some of our back catalog because you're stuck home all day long, you can go ahead and check out Two Nerds Maybe More.com. You can find all of our past episodes over there. So until next time, thank you all for joining episode 24. We will catch you all later. Bye. Bye. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.